The Pufra Exchange was our last best hope for on-topic conversation. We failed. But in the third season, it became something greater. Our last best hope for entertainment. What episode are we doing? Oh, yeah. McVeigh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I now know McVeigh isn't an imposter. Welcome back to the Puffle Exchange. This is Ryan. Hi, I'm Jen. I'm Danielle. All right. We brought Danielle back because we had the blast the last time she was here because the last time Danielle was here, Jen was transfixed on Amy Pond and her position within the orphanage. Yeah, it's possible I zoned out. Yeah, it's possible for like an hour and a half because like Jen brought the bo- like a Bible with her. She brought like 700 pages of questions she wanted to ask and she got stuck. Well, I wasn't trying to bore everyone. No, it's like I was, on the table I was of so clear. I was so clear on what happened until we podcasted and then I was confused as hell. <laughs> and the thing which I love about Jen is I haven't watched the thing for five years and I'm like in lockstep with what happened and Jen literally comes from watching it two podcasts and she's like, no, I'm Ryan, I'm sure that wa- that, that, that wasn't in the episode. Then we back to Tatum. Ryan, I'm sure that was only in the Northeast version of the episode. That was really, It just goes on and on. Now, I adore Jen. We've been friends for years. The thing I love about Jen is she literally has no idea what day of the week it is <laughs> or what time it is. Earlier today, I'm at work. I have Skype on my phone, and I see Jen. And like, well, Jen, that's what confuses me because you probably shouldn't Skype from work. Well, it's your irresponsibility that has caused me to be confused. No, I don't think it's that. Because <laughs> no, the other day, now, if we can back the tape up, let's do it. If not, if we're too lazy in the editing bay, everyone can remember. And this is a Saturday edition of Puffle Exchange, which never I happens. Said, and you're like, I could do it tomorrow morning. I'm like, Ryan, I've got church. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm from the Northeast. <laughs> if I put Torchwood Podcast in front of church. So today at work, I'm like, Jen, what time are we podcasting? How's three this afternoon? I'm looking around at my office. I'm like, I may be busy then. How about right now, Ryan? I'm like, I'm at work. I can't. I didn't know what you meant. I was like, like, oh, maybe he wants to do it now. You're like, wait, isn't today Sunday? So my question is, if it was Sunday, Jen, shouldn't you be at church right now? So again, it's just me pointing out the hypocrisy of this, Jen. Oh, that was low. That was low. That was. It's not hypocrisy. (laughs) This has been the worst week of my life. It's just... (laughs) But your son is so cute. He does commercials yeah. for us now. We have him on staff. I know. I know. He said, he said, poo poo to change. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible that you heard it, Daniel. It's like the cutest thing I've ever heard. And he's like, hi, y'all. Hi, y'all. If anyone I think that's wants the know, first time he's ever said y'all, though. If anyone wants to know what the hell we're talking about, listen to Perfect Weekly 129. Lee does the intro. I, I love how he tries to say exchange. It comes out so cute. He's change. like, it's change. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we had Batman I in Potter there. Potter Weekly. He's yeah, like, that Potter was good. I don't even know what he said, but he's like he said it like so fast and like so emphatically. It like Potter Weekly. <laughs> You know what I love? Jen, do you remember the early episodes of Puffo where he came with notes and we, like, tried to, like, do breathing exercises before? Well, I know that, but we were so serious and we're like, we had staff meetings. Remember the time we yelled at Chi? We were never serious. Remember Chi had to go do dishes because we had that very tense staff meeting and stuff, and now we all get together, we're like, oh, isn't that? And we're doing what the kids are saying, and they're trying to say exchange, and we're talking in baby speak. It's kind of amusing. 
I'm just saying. I think it's as normal. I'm not sure we ever did. I don't know. I, I'm just saying it's like Puffwa in Toyota Siennas. It's like the next generation of Puffwainians. It's just the whole thing amuses me greatly. Is that a car? I, yes, I got that yes. from Chuck. We were just it's watching Chuck. It's one of the ones where you can, you know how the doctor snaps his fingers and the tire's doors open inward, even though they're supposed to go outward? It's like you snap your fingers and the side door opens. I could see you in a Toyota Sienna. Oh my god, this damn cat. Oh no, because I like big SUVs. I like my Highlander. Oh, can I just say, I, I talked about you at work today for like half an hour, because I had the no. Why? No, I had oh, a, what embarrassing story did you no, pull out? It, it was the wife of one of our clients was complaining about Texas, and I was trying to explain to her you and trying to order the Coke from Sonic, and there was this whole thing. She didn't. She doesn't do that either. So as far as I can tell, I'm trying to interview every Texan, and I'm, I'm through about five of them. I'm confused. So you are calling Texas? No, people? Texas was calling me. I was speaking to a former Texan who refuses to go back, and I think it's because of that Sonic thing that you do, so you might want to be careful on that. <laughs> Something about the buffalo. I don't know. They don't like trees. I don't know. About the buffalo? Something they were complaining. I don't know. I wasn't really listening. So anyway, so we have tonight a discussion. <laughs> I'm so no- confused. All right. Now, before we get into the podcast, Danielle, how the cats? Chuck is sleeping, uh-huh. and Sammy is pathetically meowing at the top of the stairs because even though I'm down here, she apparently wants to be upstairs. Well, I am upstairs, <laughs> so I do not blame my little love muffin. Can I just tell you, cat progression. Last week, I was the abusive cat owner. This week, I'm picking up the angry cat and just carrying him around with me. I have no fear. So <laughs> now bear in mind, bear in mind, since then we've loaded up on the fell away little uh, pheromone dispensers throughout the house and we purchased from a website something that the, that the veterinarian recommended. You go on the website and there's like pictures of Jesus everywhere and apparently No, it's St. Francis. St. Francis. It, it's special religious juice that apparently you <laughs> slip into the cat's water and it makes them happy. And we did this and the cat is licking me now. So I think I baptized my cat, but it's it's going very well. The little Chuck is drugged out of his mind, but it's okay because he has a big bum. So tonight we're going to talk about... What was the name of the episode? I'm totally blanking. God Complex. God Complex. I wanted to say the, the God Complex. That, thank God Danielle was here. Now, every week we've done this, we've said we would love who more if only they did X, Y, and Z. And then in the next podcast, we say we're happy to report they've done X, Y, and Z. We only wish they would do A, B, and C. And then we get together the next week and say, okay, they've done A, B, and C now. We just want them to do E, F, and G. Well, what's happened now is they've done everything I want them to do. And the only complaint I have is what the hell took them so long, because I've been asking for this for years, and apparently Stephen Moffat does not listen to the podcast or else he may what, what did you want? You wanted them to get rid of Amy, right? Well, no. Because, no, I wanted them to make sense <laughs> of Amy. I wanted there to be... Because I was kind of tired of her, and I was done. I'm like, well, yeah, we need somebody else. Well, the thing with Danielle... <laughs> um... Oh my god! All right, I'm sorry. You can I, all- thought, I don't know. I don't dislike Amy. I don't dislike Rory, but I'm just done. I'm done with them. Well, like so, I, I don't. So was Rory in the Doctor? But the, the, the this thing yeah, is, yeah, don't watch feature episodes. It's it's, it's <laughs> raining watching Doctor Who sometimes with Danielle because halfway through the episode, I'll look over and she's asleep. I'm like, all right. So then next week we tune back in, and like 45 minutes of the way through, I'm like, this is a good one. This is a good one, and I just look over at Danielle, and she's looking back at me with her not amused expression <laughs> i am not amused and she's like well this sucks i'm like i'm enjoying it she's like oh you would and it's like what? What's okay can i just know? say yes. that the ones that you tend to hate and mock and all you do is complain about them are the ones that i enjoy so you know i'm just saying yeah 
this marriage is not working with Doctor Who. But I, like, you hate the ones that I like too, though. I, th- I think we just all hate everything. Is that possible? No, I mean, no. I think you just hate certain ones and the good ones that Danielle and I actually know that are good. Well, the thing, <laughs> the thing was. <laughs> Basically, you just have a wrong opinion about. <laughs> I'm just driving. Oh, you guys have a day. This is today Sunday. Yeah, yes, Jen, to don't mention the flesh episodes to Ryan because he will freak out. I just didn't know. I, I enjoyed the last two minutes of the two-parter. I enjoyed the last two minutes. Before, oh. Okay, before that, it was the crazy girl who was like a giant evil space eel. Like, what the hell was that? I think that you get too angry about these things. I was very angry about the space eel. No, there are episodes. Okay. <laughs> We were talking. We did the. Thank you, Jen. Because see, when I explain calmly and rationally uh-huh. the exact reasons I didn't particularly enjoy an episode, he just tells me that I'm angry, and I'm like, "No, I'm explaining to you calmly why I didn't like the episode." Well, you're just negative. I'm like, "Oh, all right." Thanks. You're like, "I didn't like Night Terrors. Why? <laughs> I don't know." I'm like, right. "Um, okay, I didn't yeah. say I don't know. I said it annoyed me because I didn't like the direction. I didn't like the little kid because I thought he was creepy, and I hated it. His heavy breathing. It annoyed me. Like, I just didn't he like was it." Asthmatic. You like Jen? <laughs> I didn't like it either that much. Thank you. See, it just wasn't like that good. I mean, it wasn't. And uh. to be honest, yes, with there were two particular scenes in this episode that I just think were like magnificently done uh-huh. and were superbly over the season. But the rest of the episode, I could give a crap about. Well, the thing that the show tends to fall into is there's two types of episodes, at least in the last two seasons. There's really heavy arc-based episodes, and usually you can tell it's going to be an arc-based episode because River Song is in it. Or it's going to be an episode that has a really weird plot device with some character moments near the end. So if we go through season six, we have Impossible Astronaut, something about Neil Armstrong's foot, The Silence, River Song. Okay, those are arc episodes, okay? Mm -hmm. And then you can tell it's about to go off the rails, because the episode ends with the Doctor saying, well, we could follow up on this, or we could have an adventure. I'm like, oh no. It becomes the Alien of the Week It's the bottle episode, and I just remember... Amy doing CPR and Rory, and I'm checking my email going, no, I'm sure it'll be fine. He dies all the time. All right. Then we had the doctor's wife. Now, the doctor's wife is one of those rare episodes, which isn't an arc-based episode, but is still very good. So that was a bottle episode and a great one at that, even though it had 50 million new sets and I'm using bottle episode incorrectly. That was a great standalone episode. Then we got to the freaking flesh people, and there was no river song in that one. And the last five minutes did relate to the whole, well, the ganger thing was important. Yes, it was a very important episode, but it sucked, really. So we're not really I still gonna- think that something in this next two episodes is going to have to do with the flesh episode. You know why? Because the doctor's coat. purpose for it. Well, the purpose More purpose. Was, well, yeah. The, the, I mean, we did get enough purpose from it, but maybe there is more. And, okay, so then we had the stupid flesh episode that ended on the really great note. And you know what? I loved the last five minutes of the second flesh episode so much. I'm just going to consider that part of A Good Man Goes to War. Then we had Good Man Goes to War, great arc episode. Then we had Let's Kill Hitler, which Jen hated, which Oh I my loved. God, Sammy, shut up! This is my life now. This is my life. <laughs> Sorry. She's being, she's being pathetic. Well, she is. She was astray for 20 minutes. Her life flashed before her eyes. So then we had Let's Kill Hitler, with no, which nobody liked except me, which I thought was a fabulous episode. Then we had Night Terrors. Night Terrors is when they're like, okay, here's the deal. We're out of money. So what we're going to do, we're going to take one camera, we're going to go down to the apartment complex down the street, and we're going to film with the lights off. And Did anybody else think the apartment complex was really strange looking? Well, I think it was just a, like, I think they actually went to an I thought it looked like a hotel. Yeah, like it was just weird. Like a Super know. 8. Well, yeah, I know with like the, too many 
levels. Because the yeah. place where Jackie and Rose lived, that's actually no public housing in the UK. It wasn't the same place. Did you hear Jen say no to me? She's like, no, Ryan. That was her leave voice. They did not live in public housing. Yes, they did. Oh, wait, no. Jackie was an out-of-work hairdresser. Where do you she think was not out-of-work. She was a hairdresser from her home. Where did she cut the hair? From her home. Where in the home? Why am in I the living room. This? Why am I asking Jen this? Jen wrote a <laughs> about Jackie, about Jackie, and I'm reading the plot. And, and okay, in this fic, Mickey moved in to save some pocket cash. All right? No, Mickey he had, didn't. Mickey Not that had, reason. Mickey had a room. Rose had a room. Jackie had a room, and there was a sewing room. Think back to the apartment. There were not that many rooms. I'm asking. They were you. not on welfare. <laughs> Mickey had a job. Yes, and he okay. He didn't live with them in the series, Jen. Yes, but he lived in the same apartment complex. Yes, but he was a very, he was a mechanic. How much can mechanics make? I just home? thought it was like the slums. Well, it wait, wasn't it was like the, no, governmental. The reason, no, why he lived there? They used the same set. That was why they. That was why. All right. They lived there. All right. Anyway. Right. Anyway. So then we get to night. Okay, so night terrors is that, and then we get to uh, the girl who waited, which I think was filmed in a movie theater. Probably. Wasn't I love the girl who waited. But the girl who waited. Very weird plot. Great character stuff at the end. I loved the plot. I didn't think it was weird at all. Now let's back up to night terrors for a minute. Can anyone tell me any character moments involving the Doctor, Rose, not Rose, Rose isn't there anymore, what's her name? <laughs> Blah, um, redhead, pawns? Amy, the pawns. The pawns or uh, the Doctor. Can anyone remember anything interesting either of them did that you'll remember? Dude, I thought I it was... remember is that kid. Okay. I know that Rory did not die. Rory yeah. did not die. Danielle hates asthmatics. Anything else? Doctor had a great line about I've come from beyond and nebulas and this, that, the other thing. And the guy's like, you're not from DCFR yet. That was the only yeah, line I just, I, I didn't like the Okay, episode. moving on, moving on, moving yeah, on. Yeah, it just wasn't memorable. So then we liked the end of the next episode. We liked the end of The Girl Who Waited. Danielle fell asleep. I'll tell her about it later. But we liked that. Yeah, that was awesome. And now we move to this episode. And all of a sudden, they're, it's like... Night terrors, they're trapped in a place they can't get out of, which is a similar plot, but it's actually good. Now, yeah. and here's the thing, though. It's good because the direction's weird, and there's stuff happening, and I kind of liked the little guy from a comedic standpoint who promptly surrendered. He was like the French, and they did all that stuff. But here's the thing. If you take away the last seven minutes of the episode, the episode itself actually sucked. In this no, video. because yes. that one scene where the, I think I think the scene where the doctor has to like convince Amy he's not a hero. Last I love seven that. Scene. No, last That's seven. That's what minutes. he's saying. The last, last seven, seven minutes. Because if you think of the episode, oh. a, an elderly dying reindeer. All right, it was a minotaur. Minotaur or reindeer is. <laughs> or a minotaur, but whatever. Sucking We're gonna get into a Beauty and the Beast conversation. Sucking <laughs> the faith out of a bunch of humans and French people. In a giant, made-up, holographic 80s motel. Like, utterly forgettable. But when you get to the very ending, you have... It kind of reminded me of The Shining. Did you ever see that movie? Yes, here. It never mind. I wanted to see, like, the two twins and saying Red Rum. Yeah. It could have been a lot creepier. And I, I wanted to understand a few things. Like, I do not understand do you have a question the about lobby with the dummies. I think the dummies were that guy's fears, right? Yeah, but that wasn't a room that was, like, open. I think it was the dining room. It was the dining room. So his room happened to be the dining room while everybody else had a bedroom? Like, it didn't make sense. And Oh, God. Jen found something that doesn't make sense. But the thing is, it usually makes sense, but it's not important when we figure that out. But no, she's right. It said everyone had a room with a number, and this guy apparently was in the dining room. What if he went to the room... 
And they followed him? And they followed him. I didn't say it made sense. I'm just saying this part didn't make sense to me. Well, it's, it's just... just that it's a plot and a plot, and we're going to find out. You know what the thing is this season? I feel like Steve Moffat got high and tried to write the ten weirdest things. You've got, like, the like the, like the the miniaturized little people inside the Nazi body, and even the doctor didn't see that coming. Then you're trapped in the dollhouse, and now we've got the 80s motel on an alien planet. Now, the one character who was there, obviously, for comedic effect, I think, was the French alien, who promptly surrendered. But the thing was... Why I are you calling him French? Because he kept promptly surrendering. I'm making a French joke. Oh. Uh, I'm with the two Pufuanians who don't get it. Where's death roll when I need him? But the thing like, is, what? if you know this, I, I kept waiting for him to be the bad guy. Because, like, why was he there? Yeah. Like, even at the end, they're like, you know, he's like, can I have a lift? And Danielle's like, don't trust him. I'm like, no, really, the episode's over. It's okay to trust him now. But, the, you know, it's like, why in the name of God was he there? I yeah. think some of the lines he said were really funny, though. I think, yeah, I think it was just I comic laughed. Yeah. Our, our, our anthem it is all hail in certain name here, whatever the hell it was. That was awesome. <laughs> that was oh, so yeah. Weird. And he had the line about how they wanted to plant more trees because when the, you know, when their pillagers come to conquer them, they want them yeah, to be able to thing. walk in the shade. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, there were some good lines. Well, then there. The do- even like, not even funny one, but the doctor's lying to him the reason your race is so old and still survives is like everyone else stands up to fight just over whatever. I mean, but yeah. the, the thing was that we've been saying for all this time, we we know Rose's story, and we know Martha's story, and we know Donna's story, and they have, like, their little plot arc. Now, I don't believe for a second that we're never going to see Karen Gillan and Arthur again, but for now, they've settled their plot line at least for a week. Now, the good thing with it is it's not like, you know how we always joked in the Harry Potter fix that, you know, Harry around April felt like the final battle was coming. Why, Harry? Because it always comes in May. You know, it, it's... <laughs> Isn't it convenient? Oh, yeah. Our companions last exactly 13 weeks and then they leave. You know, Amy and, and uh, Rory took a little bit longer, but I literally had no idea. It's like we didn't know where their story was going. It's like every week they show up to work and it's like, why are you still here? The, her relationship with the doctor finally came full circle and it made sense because at the end he says, I didn't take you with me because, you know, it was interesting. I didn't take you with me because of the fact that you were different or that you didn't make sense. It was because I was vain and I love to say, hey, check out my ride and, you know, take people through time yes, and space. But he wasn't being serious. I took he was. I he, think he was. Oh, of course he was. It's not uh, his no, only motivation. Of course he, I don't think of course he was because I didn't think that he was I thought he was just telling her what she needed to hear. I think she needed to hear because it, it was the truth. It doesn't mean it's the only reason he did I disagree. It. Oh, no. Yes, and who was right about the orphanage? But the thing was is that... Uh, we don't know yet. Yes, we do. No, we yes, don't. Yes, we do. Yes, we no, do. No, we're we wa- not Jen, starting that again. Jen, we watched no, the whole... Yes, please. There was no way you were right. But the thing was, he was vain. He is the dog. He even did it in this episode. He sees the danger that Amy's in. He sees the danger that Rory's in. And I can't think of the name of the nurse from the episode, but he's even telling her, oh, I can take you across. The Muslim. The Muslim. <laughs> do, we have to, do we have to call her the Muslim? I love the way he goes, you're a Muslim. You think this is hell. <laughs> like, I love that. But, it's so funny. But even, <clears throat> even though he's realizing the danger he has Amy and Rory in, in the episode where he lets them go and tells them to leave because of the danger he has them in, he He's still trying to recruit his next companion, and he would have taken her with him. That's what the doctor... Yes, he was. Of course he was. That's what the doctor does. The doctor always says, come with me, check out time and space. He's been doing it for 40 seasons. He brings people with him. That's why he has so many companions. And I liked Astrid a lot better than her. Well, I love that in the very beginning. Amy, you're fired. No, just kidding. I'll call you. 
Yeah, call me. <laughs> call me. Pretty funny. But that's that's exactly what the doctor does. There, of course, is a bit of vanity. Of course, on some level, he thinks I'm the doctor. Look how cool I am, and he loves the fact that people follow him. He started out as the crazy old man in the in the half functioning TARDIS, but he's a celebrity, and he loves take. The, think of the first time he brought Amy into the TARDIS, and he's playing with all the buttons and showing her the typewriter, and I can take you anywhere in the universe, and the awe that people return to him. That's part of who the Doctor is. Well, and she'd also waited 14 years, you know, and he was trying to make it seem impressive that it was worth the wait. Right, but you, but the, that's the thing with the Doctor. It goes back to what River said in um, A Good Man Goes to War. You make them so afraid. You, you know, did you ever think when you started out that you could snap your fingers and you could raise up an army? On some level, the Doctor feeds into that. He feeds into, it's his God complex. It's the name of the episode. He has that what we were talking about last week, the way he just used Rory last week without even thinking about it, because he's very old and he's been doing this for a very long time. And I think that that was what I was saying a few weeks ago. It felt, I kept forgetting that Amy was the girl who waited because she always seemed to just click with the doctor and I could never remember why. She's been idolizing him her entire life. And even after everything that happened with River and even after everything that's happened with Rory, he still needed to look her in the eyes and say, I'm not the person you thought I was. I have flaws. You need to take me off the pedestal. And that was, I think, a really well, important moment for them. I just, I mean, I totally think that that's what that moment was about, was making her realize that he does have flaws and blah, blah, right. blah. But I don't think that he was being honest in that the only reason that he travels with people is because he's vain and he wants to be adored. Because that he's that is not the Doctor. But it's a little bit of the Doctor. I mean, it's not the only reason. I think it's a side effect, but yeah, it's, it's not, not a it's not, reason. It's not the well, only it's, it's reason. It's not the only reason, but there's, there's something like that in everyone. Find the most, you know, you know, harmless person in the world who just wants to do good. Okay, look at it this way. If you're someone who takes a low-paying job working in inner cities to teach poor kids math, you might be the most selfless person in the world, but if all of your friends or, you know, pretty girls or whoever talk about how great you are, you kind of eat that up a little bit because, you know, this is at least something I have going for me, the fact that I have a great image. That I think there's some level that the doctor does do that. He's I just got a think great he's story. so old. Don't you think he's so old that he would be past that? And he's so lonely. No, that I that don't. That can't possibly be the reason. No, it's one of the reasons. Look at him last week. Look at the way he used Rory last week. I think the I main, think I don't know, I think the main reason is because he's lonely and he needs companionship. Yeah. But even look in this episode, in the episode where he was telling Amy, I need you to leave because otherwise I'm going to be at your funeral, you know, this is dangerous, he's still trying to pick up what's-her-face and bring her as the next companion. What? The nurse, the, the Muslim nurse. The he nurse was, had died before he said that to Amy. I know that, but he was even thinking in the episode how dangerous this was, and he was still trying to bring her along. He would have brought her. If she didn't die, of course he would have brought her. He would have brought really? her. Really? Uh, absolutely. I think he would have, yeah. Ab- absolutely. He he would have taken her. He would have taken uh, the girl from uh, the Titanic. He's always looking for people. Well, yes, but the girl from Titanic, he wasn't traveling with anyone. But he, he just lost. Right, but he's had those moments. He was going to take the girl from Satellite 5, who died. The girl from uh, the Big Brother house. Oh, the, right. He, that's what he always does. If you know this, he, look at Rose. When he first brought Rose, Rose was in a dead-end job and didn't have a future, so he took Rose with her. Look at where Martha was. Martha needed to get away from her family. Donna. He always brings people 
who have, you know, big wide eyes looking at him. And maybe it's on some level he feels horrible about himself because of the time war, but he's been doing it long before that. Well, I think just because he can recognize the fact that that the reason that they would want to travel with him is because in some way they need something in their lives that he can provide and offer. Like, why would you offer time and space to someone who has everything and their life all sorted? They, the, the, the want to go wouldn't be nearly as appealing. Yeah, but I think you could also argue that it kind of works for both of them. Because don't, just keep in mind too, the doctor tends in the past to have dropped people and replace them. Like, look at Sarah Jane and Rose. You know, you, you go for the newer model. I don't think it's vanity in that point that he well, wants to Well, Sarah Jane, he dropped because he had to go back to Gallifrey, and then, obviously, Never went the back war happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, he didn't, because he was totally a different man at that point. I, 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 I think know. that what he said to her was true, and I think it's, I'll just end with what I said a couple of weeks ago. I think that what I needed from the story was for Amy to take the rose-colored glasses off and stop looking at the doctor as who she imagined him to be all those years waiting for him and yeah. thinking about him. He was someone who was vain. He was someone who last week used Rory and said, pick which life you want. And he's someone who's flawed and he's someone who has done bad things and at least know that. And I think they probably could have a deeper relationship now because the tarnish is worn off a little bit. It's like the way Danielle looks at me now. And he uh-huh. bought Rory a car. <laughs> How do you know I love this car? Because you showed me a picture and you said, I love this car. Did he buy the house, or was that the house they lived in in the first episode? You know, it's I don't weird. know. It seemed nicer than... Because didn't the doctor give her the keys? Yeah. Well, yeah. the only reason I think he bought her the house... It had a TARDIS door. When she stepped out of the... Um, when, she, when she stepped out of the TARDIS and said, okay, this isn't a real house. It's an alien world and stuff. Don't you think she would have gone down and said, hey, look, it's my house? Oh, that's true. <laughs> so he bought them a house and a car. When did he do that? obviously furnished it because there was stuff in it. You know what I was thinking today? The window. I was at work today and Jim was Skyping me and I was thinking about Doctor Who. I get all my Skyping and Doctor Who thinking done at the same time because I'm a good worker. I was thinking today, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if after the Doctor left them there, he went back in time of day and bought the house? It's like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Remember the trash cans and the ta- trash cans fall from the sky because they do it later? It's like... Well, it- it would be just like the doctor for Amy and Rory to like make themselves at home and then have like the homeowners come home and be like, what are you doing in my house? Rory does 18 months of minimum security prison. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because he, he comes back two years late. He comes yeah. back. I cried at the end, though, that Amy, I liked that Amy, in all of her immaturity and how young they always, they are comparatively to like the doctor with Donna, they they seem much younger. In some ways, Amy seems so much more mature because she actually understood what the doctor was giving them, giving them life, uh, the, the chance to live instead of, you know, travel with me and you might get killed, probably will. Right. And she understood that. And I think she also understood that what the sacrifice he was giving up because he didn't want to drop them off. And I think she, I love the fact that she smiles as he's like crying and leaving yeah. because she could have just sat there and, and wept like Rose would have. Right. But she didn't. <laughs> Rose is trying to break through the wall. Do you know? God. I lo- don't diminish that part, but. I'm sorry. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? I do. Well, you know what it is now? I kind of needed that. That, that comparative point. We have Rose and, and Donna whose stories ended either tragically or not the way they wanted them to. You have Martha who walked away exactly as she wanted to and what? she controlled her ending. And now you have Amy and Rory who 
basically left of necessity, but they're okay with it. And it kind of draws me back to what Donna said that time I asked on the podcast a few weeks ago. You know, would the doctor have let Donna stay with her forever? Would he let any companion stay with him forever like Donna wanted to? And this week he kind of showed this had a shelf life. You know, we can go on one of these a week, and at some point you're not going to make it home. I think that he would have with Donna. I think he would have too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could see him doing it with Donna. I'm not even sure about with Rose. I'm sorry. I, I just got a bad visual. You phrased that poorly. You now I have a bad visual. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> no. We're, we always, a mate. I want a mate. We, you a want mate. a mate. Well, no, I'm joking about, I'm joking about Jen's um, Skype artwork, which is the doctor um, humping, dry humping Rose Tyler against the I'm wait, no, If that right. was, if that was Donna Noble in the AU, AU universe when she wanted the doctor, it would be Donna throwing the doctor up against the side of the TARDIS. Let's just get that real. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't see them romantic. Well, no, I see them I've as read best a friends. couple of fan fictions that were pretty good. Just a couple. Just a couple. Just a couple. So, yeah, so going back through the episode, I really didn't care about the little blogging dude. I didn't really. The I, blocking dude. The blogging dude. A blogging. A mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. I yeah. Know, um, what was in room 11, which is a convenient numbered room so for the doctor? What, I think is, it was what was in the doctor's room? His companion's dead. Oh, okay. My theory. Mm-hmm. You heard the cloister, cloister bells. Yeah. I think he saw himself like turning the switch to the time war or something like that. Because that, they, clo- the cloister bells, you know, they talk about. Yeah. How that they went off when the time war was. Yeah, it's getting. it's it's like it's the disaster alarm in the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah. I I my, that that makes a lot of sense. My picture was it's his. Yeah, so for Amy, it was waiting for the Doctor. Maybe it was that. I just pictured it was him seeing his dead companions, and that was kind of. Yeah, James said that maybe he saw like Amy and Rory's graves and. Yeah. But why would the cloister bell go off for that? So I'm not sure. Or maybe, or maybe it was just a sound effect that, like... No, I think the, su- the sound effect was relevant. I don't think they would just throw in the cloister bell. And then he said, didn't he say to himself, he was like, of course. Of course, yeah. And then he puts the do not disturb, and he does it very slowly and very... He's not surprised. Well, I wonder yes, if it's... he wasn't surprised at all. Well, I wonder if it's somehow related to something, maybe his death, something we'll see later in the season. I thought the boys' room was not that scary. I was like, yeah, some girls are laughing at you. Deal with it. You obviously haven't been a young, shy male. (laughs) I do not understand why that is so traumatizing. Well, the kid had a stutter. Remember (laughs) Rory said the kid had a stutter and he overcame stuttering and that was the moment where he said, you know, we think the worst, you know, the the things in life you overcome are like Dalek invasions and so forth or other things. I was sad we didn't get to see a Rory room. I don't but think I he liked, had a room, right? That was the point? That was the point that Is after that he had an exit. the doctor, he'd seen everything. Yeah. Which well, was, no. was kind of sad because there's always something. No, it was the lack of faith. The thing was, Amy had faith in the doctor. The doctor had faith in something or other. But Rory saw the exit. One of the things I was talking to Scarlett about, hey, Scarlett, was um, doesn't Rory have faith in Amy? Wouldn't that be his source of faith? That was interesting. He just saw the exit signs. Yeah, oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I just thought that was a little that was a little funky there. And do you think Amy's so they weren't the nightmares, they may have just been like worst memories? No. Because Amy's was when she was waiting as a little girl. No, it's fear. It was no, it's fear. Just fears, it was I fear. Think. It was it was your fear that you overcome with your faith. But she did overcome it because he did come back. So why would she still fear that? Maybe she'll be she's afraid that he'll leave her again, which 
conveniently happy moments later. I don't know. But that was maybe a source of... Yeah, that's a good question. Because it wouldn't be a source of fear in Thank life. Thank you! Yay! Well, my too. first good question. McVeigh finally got one. <laughs> Let's have cake. Gold, sco- gold star. I yeah. did love the direction of that scene, though, when they kept replacing uh, Karen with... With little Amy. With little Amy. And I, I love I, that little girl, and I'm glad they fit her into the show so much. They I do, they too. They're cousins in real life. They are, but they never are met. They? They're yeah, cousins, but they never but met they until never they met. did um, 11th Hour. Aww. Isn't that yeah. weird? I do like that. I love that. But um, I do love, and it, to me, it's kind of like the doctor looking at them, and he sees Amy as this little girl. I don't think he quite ever sees her as... Yeah, because he always still calls her Amelia. He does. And then at the end, when he actually says Mrs. Williams, and it was so weird. Well, it was, too. Well, I think his point was, like, this is who you should be now. You should be Mrs. Williams, because you need to move on to that next part of your life. Yeah. I do have to say that I like the camaraderie relationship between Rory and the doctor. That maybe Rory has finally earned the doctor's respect. Well, I think he's had the respect ever since he was the centurion. But I think that the thing that happened with Rory is I think last week when he said, you know, he said, why did you bring us here? Why didn't you do a check for biohazards or whatever? And yeah, the doctor yeah. said, that's not what I do. And he said, well, I don't want to travel with you anymore. This week when he was talking about the blogger and how he overcame stuttering and that can be just as important as overcoming an invading army or whatever. Um, he made the comment to, you know, I've been spoiled by, you know, all of the travels the Charles or whatever, and he referred to it in past tense. Rory was done. Rory was yeah. ready to check out. He he was he was done there. And I think when you kind of reach that, it's almost like a graduation. You know, I, I I'm not the person I was when I came to the Charles. Now I'm ready to move on. I thought yeah. that was a cool moment. And I, I love Amy at the end too. You know, if you see my daughter, tell her to go visit her mom. Yeah. I know they'll pro- they'll be back in the week. I know they'll be back in the week, but they'll be dragged back by a plot reason. But the fact that they're done or the the doctor's done and Amy recognizes she has to be done you know where'd the doctor go he's what what happened where's the doctor he saved us really Rory you didn't catch on when the doctor bought you a house and a car (laughs) I did get that like seriously I thought you're supposed to be smart he's not very bright (laughs) and he comes out with two glasses did you notice that he only had two he only had two. Oh, that's funny and maybe one of them would have drank from the bottle <laughs> or maybe yeah maybe he remembered the doctor's dislike at the picnic do you remember he spits it out the doctor likes apples now did you catch that didn't he hate apples when amelia gave him an apple yeah he did look at that little boy's growing up yeah well maybe he only likes them if she puts little smiley faces in them all right now i i don't like spoilers. Lady Chi still has the scar marks, and Jen and I have had a few conversations about it. But I did happen to note the title of the season finale. Oh, I don't even know this. Well, I'm not going to mention it, but I think it kind of implies... Like, we know that Karen's going to be back, and I'm assuming Arthur's going to be back, too. It kind of implies, if you know what the title of the finale is, and by the time you listen to this, I hope you have it on DVD. Well, now but, I've got to know. what What is it? Would you like me to tell you? Does Danielle know? Because I don't want you to tell her if she doesn't want to know. Danielle. I don't. I don't know it, but it, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> okay, then say it. I, I'm. It? I'm gonna say it now. So if you're spoiler, listening spoiler. to this, spoiler space, jump ahead a few seconds. Uh, we're, we're gonna have a little bit of music right now. Um, after I say it, so you know, we're, no, we're really not. If you haven't fast forwarded, I gave you enough time as possible. The uh, season finale is gonna be titled "The Wedding of River Song." Hmm. It's not just the wedding. The wedding of River Song. So she's going to get married. I would think. Are we assuming that it's to the doctor? It's well, the doctor's wife was about River Song, which everyone thought. So 
Well, I know which companions are coming back next season and what aren't and, and what are and what aren't. Okay, since we have two and we know that one's coming back and you just said one isn't, I think we can assume from that. No, I'm being I'm bi- ambiguous. They may or they may not. Together or neither. But Okay, but we only have two companions, right? Um, yes. Okay, so one of them is coming back and one of them isn't. No. One of them is either, they're both coming back or neither is coming back. Exactly. So, um... Okay. I think that it. Do you want? I don't want to spoil no. it. But right I now, know. I am so confused because we've said that Amy's coming back, and now Jen's implied maybe differently. So now it's so confusing. Right now, we'll just leave it there. So literally, if you're listening to this and you don't want to be spoiled, congratulations, you're completely fucked up like the rest of us. So, but my thing is, if there is going to be the ri- the wedding of River Song, and if we are obviously going to return to Utah, which I think we have to. Amy and Rory will have to be there because it's their kid's wedding. Why and do you think it's kind of sudden? I, I don't know. I don't see how it could possibly be River and the Doctor's it's wedding. the wedding of River Song. Find an alternate meeting in there. Good. So I, I don't get it either. But it implies to me that kind of how Martha returned after she was done, so will Amy and so will Rory. And if they don't come back, if, they're, if they don't come back after like they do a guest appearance or whatever and that's it, I am thrilled with where they were left off. I thought that was great. And I saw the preview for next week, or I saw parts of the preview for next week, and yes. Danielle's favorite guest star is coming back. Huh? But the Cyberman. Well, no, the other one. Oh, Craig? Craig is coming back next Craig! week. Craig! And, I'm, uh, yes. I, and, I and know, Sophie. I love them. And there was a scene where I saw Craig running with a baby. Yes, they do have a baby now. So, congratulations, honey. Happy anniversary. I love them. <laughs> I know you. They could be good companions. Wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is going to have... I don't see why they're bothering with the siren, because this is going to have to be a silence episode, because isn't the whole silence stuff start in the last uh, Craig episode? This... No. That was yes. the middle of it. No. The room upstairs? Yeah, that did involve the silence. You're right, because it was the silence um, building, or the silence... Uh, it was the same... The it ship... Was the same, like, yeah. Was so in, I'm wondering... Yeah, that the ship was in... Um, I always thought, like, David. from the beginning, because I knew that Craig was coming back sometime this season, David. and I thought mm-hmm. that it would have to do with that. Yeah, what so. Jen refers to is the ship that the, that was in um, the Lodger is the same ship that they found at the end of Impossible Astronaut, which was right. a silence-related episode. Well, the Cybermen could be involved in the silence. The silence, you know, the headless monks and the... Well, if the silence is a religious mm-hmm. cult or whatever, maybe it's the Cybermen are the followers... I don't know. That would be really weird. <laughs> I know, but it's Moffat, so... That, no, that's like Moffat on crack, which I actually think I began this podcast saying Moffat's on crack, so maybe... Next week we find out that I'm right. Right. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> I'm right. So. But, yeah, I think... Oh, well, I really liked this episode. I, I wish that we'd gotten to see more of what the Doctor saw. I really didn't care about anything up until, like, here's the thing. I will remember everything from the moment that the doctor walked in the room and saw young Amelia and everything forward to the end of the episode. I literally yeah. will not remember what, the, was this the episode with the hotel? Like, that stuff did nothing for me. So, I, what did you think of, like, the pictures on the wall with, like, how they died or what they saw? I wasn't sure. It was, like, it. creepy employee of the month stuff. It was <laughs> weird. It like, was, I don't know how they come up with some of that stuff. And then the whole bit at the end about the ancient reindeer has to die, but he needs an interruption in the food source before he dies. I wasn't really paying And the hotel becomes, like, Tron. Yeah. 
I wasn't really. <laughs> it reminded me of like the holodecks on Star Trek. Yeah. I'm like, oh, exactly. the program just ended. Riker in the background could have made that less confusing, but you know, yeah. Whatever. I mean, that just was that would have been freaking sweet if Riker at the end was like computer and program. No, and you would have been, been like, sweet. oh my god, this was a Star Trek episode <laughs> the whole time. No, what would have been sweet? What would have been sweet is when Rory's looking through the window and the little French dude walks over and says, "See that world over there? That's mine." And you saw like the silhouette of an invading fleet <laughs> moving Ooh, towards. No, but that, that would have been me. good. That reminded me though in that scene do you remember how the minotaurs dying words were about like this fearsome beast blah 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 yes. and they all assumed they were he was talking about himself and the doctor's like oh he's not talking about himself so there's like some crazy scary monster out there i'm i'm assuming we're gonna find out what that is but oh i thought it was talking about the doctor oh i took it that no i took it that the doctor made like a soliloquy to him about how you know you've lived too long your battle's over it's time to die and then the the reindeer said something and the doctor's like I wasn't talking about me or something to that effect. <laughs> no, I think that's what me. I think that's what the Minotaur's last words were. Yeah, he made the comment I think the Minotaur made like his dying last comment was look who's talking or something like oh, that. Oh, you think so? I think he was talking about the doctor and the do- that was just a re- like it was a reminder of the mm-hmm. audience, hey, he's a really old man who does crazy things and Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, it's like the blood of many innocents on his hands. I guess it could be. The only thing I'm just thinking here I wish was enhanced a little bit was the entire, their lives depended on Amy seeing the doctor for who he really was. Yeah. And what actually happened was the doctor said, yeah, well, I think every, that's true. You know, well, they all, he would have come for all of them, except Rory, who would have found an exit because he doesn't have faith in Amy, apparently. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was weird. Um, Amy, just looks at the doctor and he says, I'm not the man you thought I was. And the reindeer dies. Well, he's like, I'm not the man you thought I was. And she's like, oh, okay. It would have been nice if <laughs> Hero he... worship over. <laughs> no, it would have been nice if he, you know, provided, for example, examples. <laughs> you know, last week I told Rory to pick the one of you we love. Like, if he had... Don't you think that Amy would have been able to see through his crap? I don't know, but like, I don't think... It, it whatever. Wasn't, it wasn't crap, though. He was telling the truth, but it, it's like... Well, he was maybe telling, like, No, it's like when you're younger and your father is Superman and your father can do everything and your parents can, your parents are the end of the universe. And then at some point you grow up and realize you had rose colored glasses on, tinted glasses on. I think that was the moment she reached, but it would have been nice. I think, you know, it was, we, the audience have seen it all season and we were kind of waiting for Amy to get the clue and now she saw it, but it, I don't know, maybe what we needed was, like, her to do, like, the flashes of the season, like, all the crappy things the Doctor's son and been like, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> a montage of the Doctor's Exactly. A montage of the Doctor's <laughs> ten best fuck-ups over the last. Yeah. That, yeah. It was a bit quick that, sh- that he was like, yeah, really unvain and crappy, and she's just like, oh, man, I hate you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. A month. You know what? A montage of her just sitting on her suitcase for seven hours. Yeah, you do so. <laughs> her looking at her watch. Exactly. Dabbing <laughs> her foot. Dabbing well, her foot. okay. So the season is nearing the end. Yes. And personally, I'm looking out for, uh, I think there's a reason the doctor keeps changing coats. He got I a think new coat. He does. Did you notice at the end of this episode, or in this episode, he went back to his short Mr. Rogers coat instead yes, sometimes David Tennant wore a blue suit. Yes, only in season three. And then season four, he just sort of changed. But the doctor only has one suit, <laughs> this doctor. I think there's <laughs> something to do with the flesh and has to do with the different coat. All right, you know what? All I, can I picture- think maybe the flesh is going to marry River Song. No. 
All I can picture is in season five, the doctor actually went back in time, and as it turned out, the coat he was wearing was significant because in the episode with the angels, he lost his coat, but then in the woods, he has the coat back because he's talking to blind Amy, and it's really the doctor from the future going back in time, leaving her a message. So I want to say Jen's nuts, but there's the chance she's well- not. There has to be, I think that there has to be the reason the doctor also dropped off Amy and Roy at this episode, because we know that 200 years pass before they see him again, or, you know what I mean? So he had to leave them at some point and go off and do his thing and come back. But we don't know he wasn't lying then. About his age? But he knew River's song at all those points. Like, I think they proved that he had been away for 200 years. Well, he could have been away for at least two trips in the Tarvis to see Jack the Fish. I mean, it doesn't mean it was necessarily 200 years. We'll see in two weeks. It's either going to be exact. There's obviously way more there than we understand. Something will... Which is exciting. Like, I'm actually looking forward to the next two episodes. Well, Craig is on next week, so I'm very excited. Oh, I like Craig, but... I'm more curious about the arc of the season rather than just the Craig episode. I, I think, I, Danielle, what are you more excited about to figure out the, the arc of the season or the Craig episode? Well, I'm excited for both, but I'm really excited to see Craig. See, there you go. My wife, ladies and gentlemen. How are the cats? Well, Sammy came and cuddled with me a little while ago, and now she's back at the top of the stairs. Okay. I'm Is she g- crying, though? No, she's not. She's not saying it. She's quiet. Well, tell her daddy's on his way. Okay. She's not going to do that every time I ask her. Because she understands what I'm telling her. She does. We have a very, sm- we have a very smart Well, because you're so far away. Because yes. cats understand English, Ryan. That's true. I always try and tell her to, like, come here and heal. And she's like, I'm, heal? I'm a cat. Do cats heal? Well, no, no. But she thinks she's a dog. She thinks she's a dog. That's the only thing I have going for me. Really? She thinks she's a dog. Happens. I've never had a cat, so I don't know. This is true. This is true. I'm going to send Lee a cat. <laughs> oh god and the drum set no 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 i'm gonna do it anyway i don't care what you women think all right so with <laughs> that we're the puff exchange we're gonna be back uh next time to talk about craig danielle will be here and uh she will swoon so have a good night everybody <laughs> i think that you need to start every episode with lee i think so too where is he no i meant with the thing you recorded i think it's thinking old after a while poopoo did change I don't think that it will get old. Well, maybe we'll have him do new stuff, but but say goodnight. Night. Night. <laughs>